Hey guys, this is The Leather Hammer, and today we will be discussing The Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare with my mother who played Helena in high school? College. College. So, um, what is your personal preference like, or opinion about The Midsummer Night's Dream? Oh, I love the play. I think it's beautiful. I think it's funny and fun, and you get all of the romantic gushy feelings with the lovers and I just I think that it's an absolute ball hmm. it's one of my favorites yeah I read it I get the overall I've read it before I read it in fourth grade and I read it recently and um it's um I have to say it's actually not that terrible of a read because you've said many times that you can't read Shakespeare you have to watch it Absolutely. I mean, I understand that Shakespeare is brilliant literature and it's taught in English classes all over the world, but you, it was never meant to be read. It was meant to be performed and experienced. And so yes. that's really the way that Shakespeare needs to be studied is at some point in the process, you have to actually watch a performance of the play that you're reading. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would like to state like, well, like, was it hard playing Helena? Honestly, it was really fun for me because this was my senior year of college. I had spent uh, the previous year, I'd spent a semester in London studying Shakespeare, among other things, with um, working London actors and saw a lot of Shakespeare by the Royal Shakespeare Company and a few other uh, companies while I was living in London for those four months. And so I felt really um, just kind of drenched in it. And all of the other parts that I had played in college were older women. And so getting to play Helena was so much fun for me because I finally got to play someone close to my own age, um, you know, early 20s at that time. And, um, and it was, I just exploded into the character and had the most fun with it that I had ever had playing a character. And, and to this day, I mean, and it's been a very long time since I did that, but to this day, it's still one of my favorite parts that I've ever played. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. And, um, you once said like, well, you recently did that play where with, the ward acting studio was it mm -hmm. where you had to basically um cry for the first half of the play mm -hmm. was that kind of similar to the Midsummer's Dream? No, playing Helena. Um, Helen is so self-consumed and overly dramatic, and so yeah. everything that um, Helena experiences, especially in the beginning of the play, is very much like how much can I do to get the attention that I'm really seeking. And so you want Demetrius very bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, and it's not almost, it's all, it's not just about wanting Demetrius as much as it is about being jealous of Lysander and Hermia's love. And so she, I, you know, Helena wants a boyfriend too. And so that's kind of uh, my take on it. So I had so much fun playing all of the comedy in it. So, and I had great partners, the other three lovers, Lysander, Demetrius, and Hermia were good friends of mine who are also phenomenal actors. And so we had a lot of fun doing it together. Cool. It sounds like it was a total blast. Um, having only done school plays and church plays, I really can't, I don't have a great taste in acting on stage myself, but um, 
from what you from what you described, it sounds like a total total blast. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And and what I love about Shakespeare too is that when you read Shakespeare or you um, perform Shakespeare, you have to pay attention to the iambic pentameter and you have to pay attention to the lines that don't fall into perfect iambic, iambic pentameter, what lines are short lines, what lines are long lines, what lines have what's called a feminine ending. And what's really brilliant about the way that he wrote is that all of that he wrote intentionally and it has an emotional meaning. And so you can, um, when you are, exploring the iambic pentameter in his poetry if a line has an extra syllable and the thought wraps around to the next line then you can get a sense of what the person is experiencing emotionally as they're saying it by the way he wrote it and how many syllables are in each line and so that's one of my favorite things about Shakespeare and how to explore it and when you read Shakespeare in an English class of course none of that gets discussed and and yet he was writing characters that were meant to be performed. And so it, the whole thing is an emotional experience. Yeah. Honestly, I admit, like when I read Midsummer Night's Dream, it really wasn't actually that terrible. Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's a really great play. It's very funny. Yeah, it's super funny. I mean, all the stuff with the mechanicals and bottom and turning into a donkey and Tanya falling in love with him. And it's just brilliant. Yeah. A bunch of ridiculousness. <laughs> It is a bunch of ridiculousness, which is why it's fun. And um, this random question, like, did you know the guy who played bottom and was he a total goofball? Or was... When I... Yeah, when you did, like... Did oh, yeah, yeah. He was a friend of mine. His name was Carlos. And he was hilarious and wonderful. Hmm. Yeah. He'd be perfect. <laughs> Wish I could have seen it myself, but I wasn't born yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was a long time before you were born. Okay, and um, say, yeah, when I read it, I, like, the discussions we had over Zoom because of quarantine were, they were really, um, like, we said, and we, we, like, read the lines ourselves mm -hmm. and, like, as if we were playing the parts, so that kind of helped, um, but honestly, I'd like to see the play myself for some time. Absolutely, yeah. It'd be fun. I like watching plays. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to say real quickly? No, I'm happy that you guys um, were studying this for literature. I wish there was a production of it that you could watch on video while you're quarantined. And, you know, even better if the quarantine was over to be able to go see a live performance of it or even actually perform it yourselves, I think would be it, it just makes the whole thing come to life. I had to read a different Shakespeare play every year of high school and it's insanely boring when all you do is read it. But when you experience it, it's a whole different experience and something you would absolutely love. My hope is that one day I can take you to London to see Shakespeare there. That would be really fun. And I'd like to do that sometime. Absolutely. My personal preference on the Midsummer Night's Dream is that it's really funny, yeah, and um, it's a good, it's actually a good read, it's worth reading, and I liked, I really liked being able to read it in the original, like, like, Shakespearean, Old English kind of text, and both the modern text, which is simple to comprehend, 
So it was fun to see the original writing and the modern writing so that I could under so I could read the old thing and understand like old the old text and understand the beauty of the way Shakespeare writes and and I could read the um modern text so that I could understand what the heck he's saying. Yeah. So um did you when you did the plight, did you actually um Say it in the old English text. Oh, no, yeah. We used Shakespeare's original text when we did it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't cut anything from it either. We did the mm-hmm. whole thing. Whole thing? Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Say a random comment. Did, did you know the guy who played Puck? Was he funny? You mean in the production that I did? Yeah. Yeah, I knew all the actors. They were all fellow students of mine at my school. Okay. And, yes, there was a guy who played Puck. Puck can be played by... You know, anyone. yeah, anybody. But there was a guy who played Puck in our production, and he would do backflips off the stage, and it was really fun. I honestly found it real Puck a really funny character. Mm-hmm. Like he was easily my favorite character. Yeah, I liked how they he would tor- he would torment people by he would be scaring like milkmaid. He would scare milkmaids and make beer flat. I thought that was hilarious, and it said like it would take the fit. It would take the fizz off beer like in the original text and i thought that was really funny that is funny what did you think about the fairies about mustard seed and peas blossom and titania's fairies they were um they listened and they like they didn't they didn't they weren't too big of a part if anyone played that, that part i am super sorry I do not mean any offense right now, but um, they just had short little lines. They kind of, they kind, well, they just kind of add a little polish to it. That's part of why it's more important to see the play is because those characters can actually be a really cool part of the play. They don't have to say something in order to do, you know, the things that are necessary for them to create the world that Titania lives in, and so. It's if the production is done well, they'll do really interesting things with the fairies. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, because when I read it, it was like those two characters are like super boring. Mm-hmm. Like you want to see it, not read it. Yep, I definitely want to see it. And um, honestly, I have to say this right now, but the guy who played, well, no, um, Peter Quince. And mm-hmm. bottom and all the um, rude mechanicals. Yeah, rude mechanicals. I really, especially loved Peter Quince and Nick Bottom because they are so so funny. They're they're so kind of high of themselves. Like we're the best. We got to make sure that our play isn't too intense because it'll scare the maidens. And we're gonna be so realistic that we could actually get our heads chopped off. So we got to be a little extra careful here, guys, because we're too amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> bro. They totally know it's a play. Yeah, they're so they're so full of themselves, which is makes it just hilarious. Of course. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So I also really liked the characters. Um. I honestly really liked um. Um, Theseus. That's right, his name. Theseus and Hippolyta. Like Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. Hippolyta. I, th- I, th- I thought Theseus was a very good duke, and he 
thought any thought about the Athenian law mm-hmm. and knew it was right and what the Athenian law said and also what was just and he changed a little bit of the Athenian law so that it could be just for Hermia so that she wouldn't die she'd just have to she'd just have to be a nun for the rest of her life if she, <laughs> and wasn't it pray to the god of the moon mm-hmm. for the rest of her life that would not be fun if she didn't follow her father's orders and then her father changed his orders so she could marry Lysander. At the very end, mm-hmm. thank goodness, because the when they get in the forest, that is cray-cray. So what did you think about the um, the juice that Puck would put in their eyes that would make them fall in love with the first thing they saw and how the mayhem ensued because of that? That was funny, but like, Honestly, really, Puck didn't do anything wrong because Oberon really just said, you'll understand, you'll recognize him by the Athenian garments he has on. That is, like, the most plain, simple description. You could totally, like, think of one, they could totally look at the um, rude mechanicals and, like, think, oh, they have Athenian clothing on. I'm going to put this in their eyes. Or... In the ter- in the bad case, Demetrius, mm-hmm. who's actually very, very kind and sweet to Hermia, when Oberon was intending for Puck to put the juice in Demetrius's eyes because he was being really mean to Helena, to Helena but correction, he, uh, Helena wouldn't leave him alone. That's right. So he wasn't completely in the wrong, but he still wasn't very nice. Like, um, but yeah, I honestly thought that the, um, part where they were, that the room mechanicals were performing the whole play for the newlywed couples, I thought that was so funny because Bottom would be out of character and like have a conversation. (laughs) That was really funny. Like, I'm like. People would lose their jobs if they did that nowadays. My favorite part to perform when we did the play was the big fight scene that the that the four lovers have when both Lysander and Demetrius are in love with Helena mm-hmm. and, no, and nobody wants Hermia and Helena thinks that they're all just making fun of her. That was the most fun part for me to play when I did it. I wonder how many times you laughed your head off during rehearsal. We had a lot of fun during rehearsal, and we had to rehearse that part a lot because it was really hard. I remember reading the book, but like, it was, I remember Hermia called Helena some, like, strange worm, like, like a, like, ne- like, needle worm or something. Like, I remember reading it. Hermia calls Helena a painted maypole because Helena's tall. Huh. That's that's funny. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about the about Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah, only that it's a great play and it's a great for this age group to read to get introduced to Shakespeare, and I hope that you all get to see it at some point. Yeah, that'd be funny. Well, I think I'm going to close it off for today, and uh, we'll see you next time on Leather Hammer and and. People at home, please give a thanks to my mother for helping us, help, helping me 
record this podcast so that it, it wasn't just me giving a report of boring sixth grader giving a report. Well, well, that's all I have to say for tonight for now. Well, this is a leather hammer, and I'll see you next time.